Have you ever asked the question, is this all that my life will be? Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools, all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my favorite job was working at Canadian legendary restaurant, Swiss Chalet. Today on the show, we've got Kelsey Ayers. Kelsey is the CEO and founder of Boss Box and co-founder of Degree in CPG. She is an expert at helping inspiring entrepreneurs and online business owners stop wasting valuable time and fast track their way to creating revenue with their online business. In today's conversation, we look at what Kelsey's doing on a deeper level and go way back in her story, as you can expect, and find this one key moment before the failure where she really chose to make a difference. If you're in some place of feeling stuck, of feeling like you don't see the hope out of where you are and you know you're meant for more, you are going to love this conversation with Kelsey. Look, I know that you could be anywhere in the world right now, but you are choosing to engage with these not boring stories. And for that, I am so grateful. If something stands out, please share this on your social media so that others can experience the same transformation that you do. Don't forget to rate and review this. And now let's get into this conversation with Kelsey Ayers. Okay, welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. I am Alex, and I'm joined today by the consumer packaged goods queen. Can we say that? (laughs) This is Kelsey Ayers. How are you, Kelsey? What's going on? I'm great. I'll take it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. This is, uh, have you you doned that title upon yourself yet? No, no, but again, I will take it. So (laughs) I'm going to run with it. Thanks, Alex. (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, I'm excited to get into this. I'm excited to get into what that means, what it is exactly that you do and how you're helping people today and and how obviously really the good stuff is how you got here. Um, I want to ask you a, a quick question about storytelling okay. in general first. You said one of your favorite storytellers is maybe somebody that, that none of us know. Yeah. But you said it's your brother. Yeah, it is. You're like... Well, he's so funny and he just makes everything like 10 times more funny than I could say it. So sometimes I'll just be like, you you tell it, you tell it. Because he's, I don't know, Yeah. he's animated and he throws in like the little punchlines and I don't do that. So yeah, he's, he's great. (laughs) What is it then? What is it where you've got, how old, how much older or younger? I'm the oldest. Yep. I'm the oldest. So he's 20. And is he... Yeah. Okay. So, so what is it where two people, this is what fascinates me. Two people can grow up in the same house or like the same experiences essentially. And, and then, but they, one is as a self-proclaimed, I don't know. I don't tell good. Like you're, you're sitting here like, I just don't tell them as good, but he will like, what, like own a room. Like, is it really that different? Is it? Yeah. He's very, and where does that come from? He's very, very funny. I think when we were growing up, like he was not very well behaved and I was. And so I think I took on the role as like the well-behaved one that mom and dad were never really yelling at. And he was like, Mm -hmm. he was the one that was always in trouble. So he had to be funny to get himself out of it. So so it works. (laughs) Remember there were so many times that he would be in so much trouble, but he would make my mom laugh and she would be like, well, now what am I supposed to do? I can't punish you now. So it worked. He had it figured out. <laughs> this is how comedians get by yeah. in life. This is it. This is it's. And I think this is, this, it's so interesting because like probably some of the best speakers that you've seen, that's what stands out yeah. is like, they, they make you laugh. They make you, you know, whether it's like constant, like guttural laughing that you, yeah. and you're in tears because they've got you or it's really just this sense of like, they just make me feel happy. Yeah, it's true. And so it covers like, a multitude of, I don't know, lack of preparation or, or lack of 
good storytelling like whatever it is it's like well if he makes me laugh that's that's what stands out that's what's good about it it's honestly very true and there was i remember when i first started dating my husband too there were certain things that i'm like oh my god like i don't know if i could i don't know if i could handle that but he's really really funny yeah (laughs) so this is what's so fascinating like i mean we could get into that and we can go into that but it really is what's connecting you there there's some kind like it's the funniness, it's actually sparking this like emotion of joy, yeah. right? And so there's some, I would say for you and the little bit that I know you, like there's clearly this value of joy. There's this value of happiness that if somebody can tap into that, they've sparked that emotion in you. Well, guess what? Now they're yeah. they're attracting you. Like whether as a person, as a relationship, as, you know, maybe even as a client, you maybe yeah. are attracted to people that make you feel joyful. Am I right? Very, very right. I think I like naturally am drawn to people with a really good sense of humor. Yeah. Honestly, like all of the closest people in my life have a really great sense of humor or can understand one. Maybe they're not like the witty punchline person, but at least they, yeah, they know the things that are funny. Uh, Yeah. And, and that is also being very accepting of like things that most people wouldn't find funny. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. We're all we're all like, I think things are funny that nobody else thinks are funny. And yet everybody thinks that. Yeah. So there must be somewhere that we meet that says like, oh, man, and life is just about like finding the people that like laugh at the same things as you. And then those are your friends. <laughs> mm. Oh, write that down. That's beautiful. That needs to go on a pillow or like be hung up on it, like cross stitched in some <laughs> some like Midwestern house somewhere. <laughs> This is so good. Okay, so so let's. Uh, I mean, I love that. I love that idea of of what you just told me right there. What makes for a good story? What makes for good storytelling? What even makes for good relationships and good businesses? I think that if you can show up and you can present yourself in such a way that makes the audience feel feel good, feel joyful, feel happy, feel like laugh. Oh my goodness! Like you've got me. So there's something to that. Um, But then there's this whole other world where you're like, yeah, but I'm talking about like what you do is really help people like sell product, Mm -hmm. their product-based business, right? Like tell me a little bit about what's the main work that you're bringing to the world right now? How does this show up for you um, in your business today? Yeah, so I am the uh, founder of a business development agency with a primary focus in like e-commerce and consumer packaged goods. And then I'm the co-founder of another business development agency. It's it's very interesting, kind of hard to explain the difference between the two, but we're essentially doing the same things just on uh, at a different starting point, if that makes sense. So BossBox is helping people start from like the very beginning stages. Um, right. They come to us with an idea and say, I want to start a business or I want to start, I want to sell whiteout and help them create their whiteout brand. And then um, my degree in CPG, which is kind of an extension of the consumer packaged goods uh, step-by-step course that I created um, is helping people on a little bit higher level. So we're helping the person who is already creating some anywhere between, you know, six and eight figures of revenue already. And, are helping them scale and kind of taking over like the operations in the back end of the business. So very similar, but very different at the same time. Um, And it all stemmed from just teaching myself and being forced to teach myself the ins and outs of the consumer packaged goods industry. And then realizing that although I love being the business owner myself, I get more joy out of teaching people how to scale their own businesses. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into all of that. That's you just, what you just did there. You just dipped into a little bit of the story. You, you like just teased us a little bit, like it all stemmed from this, but we're going to go way back and we're going to, we're going to go on that journey together. Um, but what this is, this is the thing you're like, I, what I really like is teaching people and what you've got there with like both of those, you know, focuses, you've got somebody early stages. I want to, I don't know. I think I want to make, I can make a better whiteout. Mm-hmm. So let's do that as you pick up the whiteout from your desk. I love that. I was wondering, like, what's the thing that we're going to come up with? Um, So, and this is now where we run with it the entire episode. So, um, okay. So I want to make a better whiteout. You're like, we can help you do that. But then you've got somebody who's like, uh, we're we're the top office supply company in whatever North Dakota, uh, help us scale to be the best in the world. 
and you're like, great, I can help you there, yeah. right? So you've got these two people or businesses. What's the, what happens when, when you teach them how to do those things, you allow them to do that. What happens with those people at either of those stages? Like what's the outcome, what's the impact yeah. that really comes out of this? Well, obviously at the higher level, the result would be increased revenue. And so there's a multitude of different ways that we would have to, or multitude of different ways that we would have to um, work with these people in order to help them scale. I mean, and that could break down to anything from like digital advertising to affiliate marketing, teaching them how to do that. And it just really depends on who the client is, what level of involvement we're going to have. So some clients are like, I just want you to show me and then I can take it from here. So we play more consultant type role. And then there's other people who are like, you know, I am the creative, I'm the CEO. I want to be the face of this. You run the show. Um, Yeah. And so we're... So which which one fires you up the most? Which one are you like... You know, oh, this is this is why I get up in yeah, the morning, so because of this kind of relationship. It's really trans. It's really back and forth. I was going to say it has evolved, but not not really. It kind of goes back and forth between the two. And I that yeah. is a personal thing, depending on where I'm at in my life. So what I mean by that is when I have a little bit more time and we don't have as heavy of a client load, like let me in there. Let me do all the things like let me run the show, be the operations. But when I'm kind of like in the season of, I have a lot going on in my life, like AKA right now, just moved from LA to Chicago. I'm like, let me just be the consultant and teach you for like two, three hours a week how to do this. And then you go take the action. So, okay. So same thing though, both of those, whether you're the consultant and kind of empowering them to go and do that, or you're the one who's like, I'm going to run the show for you. That also is a different kind of empowerment that allows them to what, like, what's, that's what I'm trying to like, what happens to that person ex, you know, business owner, when you step in and you help them either way, what does that allow them to do in their life? Um, whether if they get more revenue, what does that allow them? If they get more for time freedom, if they get like, what does that look like for them? What's that real? Got it. I, I see what you're asking. So as far from the consultant standpoint, you're empowering them because they may have been kind of like in the hustle and grind mode up until that point, but they're not learning yeah. new skill sets that when they tap into that, they could probably go on and teach other people that skill set now, or they're going to bring it to their whole team. If I'm coming in from like the operational standpoint and I'm actually doing the work, like you said, I'm giving that CEO in person that time yeah. back to be in that role and make the be the creative decision and go, yeah, spend time with their family and enjoy the fruits of their labor. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, would it be fair to say like, ultimately you're like, you're giving this sense of empowerment? Yeah, absolutely. And I think just empowerment as a business owner comes from so many different things, but that yeah. it's kind of individual, but yes, empowerment in a lot of different ways. So that's where I would say, this is what's so cool. Cause right. So I'm like, all right, so what do you do? And you're like this, 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 but ultimately like what I do is empower people yeah. to run their own business. Oh. So then, right. Like there's this like, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Right. So what is that? And for you and your story, that's where I go. All right. Where does, like, where does that begin? Right. Cause there's this whole thing about like learning, learning the package, good in, goods industry, learning how to sell all the learning and, and we'll get that and we'll see where that came from. But that, that to me is kind of that's, um, you know, that's a how that's just, that's a way that you're showing up today, right. um, to do the thing that you really care about, which I, which sounds like it's empowering other people. Yeah. I want it. I want to make someone else feel like I felt when my business started taking off. Come on. This is it. So good. (laughs) It is so, so good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back then before that, that when your business started taking off, like where did that, that idea, is that who you were, you know, as a, as a teenager, as a kid, is this the kind of person you were where you're fanning other people's flames? Were you, or were you feeling like really uh, down on yourself? Where was the confidence? That's, that's a really good question. So I think because of having a lack of confidence in myself, I was mm. ultimate people pleaser. So yes, I was always fanning other people and making sure everybody else in the room was okay before I was checking in on myself. 
Um, so yeah, I do like to make sure that everybody around me is happy before I really worry about my happiness. That's all it, it's, it's always kind of been like that for me. Yeah. Um, why was that like, what's the, I always look at like the confident people. You just feel like, Oh, they're just born with it. No, but <laughs> right. They're not, they, they had to create it somewhere along the way. Yeah. And I think, so for you, you're like, no, I remember growing up, like it just, the confidence wasn't there. Yeah. It was like, so like confidence in my, in my skill set. It wasn't that I was like, not confident. It's like in me just as a person, um, okay. I was, I wasn't confident in my skill set. I had no idea like what I was good at. Like all of my friends when they were younger in their, even starting from like 10 years old, they knew what they wanted to do and they, yeah. and I had no idea. I did everything you can imagine trying to find that passion. And it took me doing something of my own, which I mean, is a whole nother story in itself, but I, I didn't mean to really even be in that industry. Uh, yeah. But it, do you remember like when you were 10, like what was the, th was there anything uh, that you're like, Oh, I could, maybe I'll be a dancer. Maybe I'll be a, like, you know, what were the things that, that, oh, okay. that you remember thinking of? <laughs> so first I was going to be a fashion designer and my, yeah. Plus my mom and dad, they bought me like the uh, mannequin and a sewing machine and like, let me yes. go in the basement and go to town. And I thought I was so good at it. I would do those sketches and then I was going to be an interior designer. And then, oh my God, I, what, what was after that? I was going to be a dental assistant. And then I was, oh my <laughs> What's the left turn there? <laughs> like, design, design, yeah. dentistry. And like what? <laughs> Kept being like, and then, and then I think I, I started working at like Hollister and I got a taste of like what it was like to get my own paycheck. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to be a server and then a bartender. And then I was a nanny and then I was an event coordinator. I mean, you name it, I've yeah. done it. And none of those things, like hands down, I was one of the worst employees of all time in every job that I've ever been in because I, I, I dreaded it. It would make me like physically ill thinking about going what was the, yeah, what, like what part of that, the fact that like somebody is telling you to show up at 10 AM or, or like that you, you're going to get written up for, I remember as a server, once I, there's a table, <laughs> I left a table in the afternoon and after I left, like I signed off their check and everything like that. Yeah. And then after I left the kid, like it was a family and one of the kids spilled whatever his snacks on the floor and left it under under the table. I came back for my evening shift and I got written up <laughs> because I left this table that it had already paid and all this stuff, but because the kid made a mess. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, can, can somebody else not just sweep the mess that was made while I wasn't here? Why is that my responsibility? And that kind of stuff. Ooh, that kind of stuff gets me. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that I've been in that situation far too many times. Um, but I don't think it had to do with like being scared of like my boss or anything or of right. the rules. I think it was like, I just hate being on somebody else's schedule. Like, it, and it's really funny because now I work sometimes, I mean, I work far too many hours right now. Mm -hmm. I was like 15, 16 hours a day, but I'm making yeah. that schedule. I get to choose if I want to take that meeting. I get to choose if I set up this next call. It's so interesting. There's a, one of my favorite authors, John Acuff. He says, you know, people like to go into entrepreneurship because they're like, I don't want a boss. Mm -hmm. But what happens is you go from one boss to 30 bosses yeah. because now every one of your clients you are accountable to. And you, yes, you get to set your schedule, but you are trying to show you, you're making sure that you show up for them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you're fired. Yeah. They won't hire you again. So there's, it's just, yeah. It's really interesting switch that we make that we think that we're stepping into. But what's happening as you do this, as you do your own, create your own schedule, it really is a sense of empowerment, isn't it? It is. It's, it's for sure. And it's a sense of empowerment. And I think even though you commit to that client, you decided that you wanted to commit to that client. Right. So nobody said you have to take this client. I'm choosing knowing the work that's going to go into it that mm -hmm. I, I want to take this on because yeah. the, the benefit, which is the, obviously the money and the empowerment from it and the new skill set that I'll learn with every client is, is worth it. Yeah. So. so was there, 
so even as you're going back, right, I get you start fashion designer or whatever those those initial things are. It, what's so interesting to me, and and you know, you tell your own story and you go back and you think of whatever it was, but where you're at this point, you're like, yeah, I had the sewing machine, I had all this stuff, I'm doing the drawings, and I felt like I was really good at it. Yeah. So what what changed? Like, what changed that perception? Yeah. That I'm really good at this. I think my interest has changed, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. think as I grew grew older, I was like, I'm not even fashionable. Why would I want to be <laughs> like? I wear sports clothes every day. Why do I <laughs> not what I want to do? Somebody had to design those clothes for you, though. Come on, true. step in. That's true. <laughs> um, but it's that it's it's still what's fascinating about all of this is like you're like, yeah, I went from this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing. And I have a very much the same story. Like I've worked, you know, two dozen jobs in my in my life. Um, and there's this element of you try one thing, you're like, this isn't it. Okay, so I'll go and be a bartender. No, this isn't it. Yeah. And there's a sense of I'm being I'm I'm being led by somebody else or something. Yeah in that, but you don't know what that feeling is at that point. Am I right? Like you, you're, you're going through from thing to thing. You're like, this doesn't feel right, but I'm not really yeah. clear why. If I can be honest, I think it was more so survival mode. Like you get to a certain point, you're 24, 23, 24 years old. And yeah. You no longer live with your mom and dad. And you, at that point I had moved to California and it was like, so you're just going to follow your passion <laughs> and pay your <laughs> very large rent? No problem. Yeah. You're going to go where the money is. And that's yeah. bartending and nannying. So, yeah, is I I don't know. That That's when I was so lost, though, was because I'm like, why don't I mm. have this, like, guided feeling that I feel like everyone else has? I knew there was something more for sure. And I knew that mm -hmm. I was capable of more. And I think that's why working in those other jobs ate me up so much as well because yeah I'm not supposed to be here but i just didn't well i wonder what that is then like where does that sense of i knew i was meant for more i where does that come from because i've always been a person who like really has something to prove to myself so that stems all the way back to like sports too and just even like mm. my daily fitness routine and how i like take care of myself and others is is I hold myself to very high standards and what fills me up the most is going to sleep every single night, knowing that like I did my absolute best that day in some sense of the way. Yeah. And I was not feeling that feeling when I was Oof. lost. What sports did you play? I was a soccer player and I ran oh, yeah. and played basketball. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, and like competitive, like on, on all that stuff, like you're like, I'm in. Yep. Very competitive. <laughs> and so, and I think you, I mean, there's a whole other conversation around like what makes you competitive? Is it competitive because you hold yourself to a high standard or do you have to hold yourself to a high standard because I'm, I'm in a competitive, I'm on a competitive team. I think, you know what I mean? Like first, I think it, it, because it's just, it's not just sports. It's like every other aspect of my life too. Like I have very high expectations for myself, sometimes almost to a fault where it's like, Hey, chill out girl, give yourself a break. But yeah, yeah, I, I do. And pretty much everything I do, like I want to do really, really well. Yeah. Um, and that's what has led you to where you are. Yeah, I think so. I, you, you think, yeah. So Okay. So, so bring me back then. So you're 22, 23, 24, you're like feeling lost and like, what's the deal? Cause I'm meant for more. So, so then what happens? What shifts from this feeling of lost and yet know that there's something else? What's the turning point? What, what leads you into something else? So for a while, I think I tried to kind of run away from that feeling and like cover it up by like partying a lot and just not trying to think about, not trying to think about it, like doing other things to distract myself. Like I remember at a certain point in my life, I was trying to plan something with someone like seven days a week so that I didn't have to, like, I could get through my work day thinking like, okay, after work, then I can do this. But when you do that, you don't leave any time to actually think about like who you are and what you want and how you can make those changes. And so it just, it, it 
it's like strung out for years and years. And then honestly, I, I met my, I just think just like, I just think that what you just said there, that's going to be such a relatable thing for people. Like, that's the point. That's what I hear in that is that you've got this deep desire, this sense within you, this calling for more. And yet here you are frustrated that you're not in that. So what do you do? You distract yourself day after day after day. Um, and it's this balance between, so I don't have to think about it. And maybe this is it like, yeah. Right. I I don't know what that, but there's so many people that are stuck in that. that are feeling that right now that are in that, the sense for more and don't know how to break out of what they've created for themselves. If you're like me, you might be showing up consistently, but you still feel all the fears and frustration of public speaking. I used to hold myself back because of this, but now as I show up more authentically than ever, I'm making more impact than ever, and I wanna help you do the same. That's why I created the Fearless Speakers Academy membership, a safe space where you can not only identify the exact fears that are holding you back from showing up, but also work on all the greatest tips and tricks that I've learned over 30 years as a performer and 20 years as a public speaker to captivate any audience. So you can show up with confidence online, on video, on a podcast or on stage wherever you find yourself today to use your voice and stand out from the crowd. In this membership, you'll get two live group coaching calls from me every month, as well as ongoing support through the community and all kinds of worksheets, downloads, challenges, and bonus offers along the way. It's only $15 a month. And if you go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS, then you'll even get the first two weeks free to give it a shot and see just how much value is in there. Again, after that, it's only $15 a month. I don't think there's a better deal on the planet. Go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS so that you can face your fears, make speaking magical, and tell a better story. I remember seriously sitting on the floor in my apartment in San Clemente, California, and just like crying one day after work and being like, is this all my life is going to be like, I'm going to make like $50,000. I'm going to barely be able to pay my bills. Maybe, maybe if I do really good in this job, by the time I'm like 40, I'll make an extra $10,000 a year. And like, I don't know, be able to buy a new couch. Like <laughs> it was because I was looking at like my life and just being like, what in the world am I going to do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so what, at what point do you pick up and decide something else? What comes along to help you? Yeah. So I met my husband and he has worked for himself for quite, for probably 10 years now. And he would always tell me, I would come home and he'd be like, you need to quit your job. There's not a dollar amount in the world that is worth you being this miserable all the time. They're really, mm. and I'm like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're already making good money. So you, you have the freedom to say that. And honestly, he was like, give yourself 30 days, give yourself 30 days and see what you'll do when you're forced to do it, when you're under pressure, because you know, you got that next bill to pay. And I'm like, that's actually a great idea. So I took his advice and I quit my job and I had so give yourself 30 days, what to make the next. Yeah. yeah, And if you can't figure something out in 30 days, then you better get a job. Like, cause he wasn't like saying like, here, let me like pay your bill. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. saying like, you have, you have a savings account. You're good for 30 days, figure it out. And then if you, if you don't, then you don't, then, yeah. Yeah. then you go back to work, which is so true. I honestly recommend that to anyone and everyone, like 30 days of your life is nothing. If you can just take, give yourself that 30 day grace period where you're like, forced to really think deeper than like waking up to your alarm clock and like clocking out every day. You're, it, it opens up your mind and you're able to like see things a little bit more clearly. So yeah, I took his advice and I had recently tried CBD products and it clicked. I was like, well, this helped me so much. I was able to get off every anxiety medication that I had been on. 
I'm like, well, why don't I start a CBD business? And again, so weird. So, so while you're going through this yeah. distracting myself lifestyle and sort of, you know, who am I, where do I go? You're also living with this hum, this of, of anxiety. That had been constant since I had been about 13 years old, honestly. Um, very like genetic in my family too. Um, not like, not like, I don't know. It's just, it's very like onset. So like little things mm. can cause me to feel like I can't breathe. Um, like many panic attacks throughout the day is what I was dealing with for a long, long time. And yeah. I hated the feeling of the medication because it just made me like super boring and not talkative. And like, clearly I like to talk. So it was- <laughs> I was going to say that that doesn't sound yeah, right. It was just like, not like zombie, like, and I hated taking it. So I'd skip taking it and then I'd get panic attacks and that was never mm. fun. So when I tried CBD, it instantly was like this release of pressure off my chest that none of those medications ever gave me. And I'm like, wow, this is something I could stand behind. I could actually sell with like integrity. I hate those yeah. jobs before this because they always made me feel super slimy because I was always selling like weird things like cut co knives and <laughs> we we love our cut co knives <laughs> so do i great product not the salesperson for it <laughs> i haven't changed your life yeah. necessarily yeah so yeah okay exactly so yeah i it was like this is it and um it was probably like the next day that uh got connected with a cbd manufacturer and placed a, a, a starting order with my, with the rest of my money and was like, okay, this is it. This is my all in. Yeah. Let's hope it works. And usually everyone would think that this is like the, the grand finale of the story. This is like, and it worked, but right. it did not. It, I fell flat on my face, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's, and that's, what's so fantastic about stories about the whole thing is like you could look back and say like yeah and there it is it happened but no it didn't it wasn't the happy ending but holy crap did it ever shift you yeah did that ever change the way that you were going through your life this constant like what's the next thing how do i numb myself how do i get past this how do i satisfy this feeling and and you know make it through this life all of a sudden now you're thinking wait, how do I actually thrive? Yeah. How do I, accept? I'm going to, I'm going to go all in on this thing. And that choice of all in, like that's a turning point, mm-hmm. whether you succeed in that or not, that's the turning point. And I think so many of us are are looking at the results. Yeah. Thinking that that's going to be it. That's going to be the turning point. But the turning point is what you chose to get to right. the opportunity of even having those results. You know, the turning point was that choice even though I didn't exactly at that time. And it doesn't really look like that on paper. Like that was the turning point for sure. Yeah. Because then when you fall flat on your face, what does that look like? Like you've got this box of oh yeah pot in your house now that. <laughs> CBD. Okay. CBD. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. So no, I have, I have um, CBD tinctures. It was just the one product um, that CBD. Right. And I thought in my head, okay, cool. So you get a product and you sell it like, had no idea how to start a business. So to me, I, I mean, I was shattered when they didn't just sell themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, Wait, but the problem was, is like, like a lemonade stand at the end of the driveway. <laughs> exactly. I thought you put them, you have a website and you put them online and people just buy it. Right. Like it yeah, work yeah. like Amazon. No, no, it's not. So I, yeah, I remember. How many years ago is this? This is October of 2018. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're recent. Yeah. This is very recent. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, and I, it took me months and months and months to even make a dent in that first order. And it was because I was still tippy toeing. I, I had put myself out there uh, to enough to like all the people that I had ever been a server with, a bartender with, grew up with, yeah. like, hey, I'm starting my own business. Like that is very vulnerable and can really, really like, it, it's a very uncomfortable feeling to say that, mm. to, to be like able to fail, to be in a situation that you could fail. And that's why I kind of like tippy toed and never went like all in with it because I was still really scared of that failure side of it. So I thought in my head, like, oh, you know, if this is kind of like a side thing, if it doesn't work well, then I don't look stupid. And 
Yeah. It wasn't until I decided like, okay, this is not going to work unless I personally change my mindset. So kind of go down like a, a personal development journey while at the same time going all in on the business and doing anything and everything I can to make this work. And that's what I- So what's the difference between going all in? Right. Like, or, or what's the difference between telling all your closest, everybody that you know, mm-hmm. all your 800 Facebook friends, hey, I'm starting my business, like whatever that, you know, you tell everybody that, yeah. that you're connected to, I'm starting my own business. That's a scary thing. Yeah, it's very scary. But then you're like, that's not going all in. There was this thing that I was staying, I was holding back from, which was the going, what's the difference between those? Because for a lot of us, that is the scary part. Yeah. That is, that feels like all in. That's a, You're telling me there's something else? That's a really good question. And I think it really, like people who are in the product space will really understand this, but I kind of hid behind my brand. So I was like, okay, this is the product. And like only was promoting the product and was just product, product, product. And then it wasn't until I decided like, okay, I'm actually the brand. I'm selling me. People can buy a CBD product from everywhere. So I need to get out there and tell my story and say, this is why I started this brand. So that to me is kind of like that difference between like just dipping my toes in the water to like going all in. And if if I fall flat on my face, yes, it's going to be embarrassing, but like at least I will have tried Holy crap. That, I mean, that is the key to all of this. I think you just nailed it right there. The difference between, and it's not just a a product, right? This is, this is coaches that are hiding behind their product. Even though they feel like they're showing up because, Oh, I'm I'm selling myself. No, you're not. You're selling your service. You're not showing up. You're not selling your, you're not selling your story. You're not actually sharing who you are. And what you just said was that, that when you make that shift, that's going all in. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about today is when you start to share you, your story, that's the moment of going all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's significant. I think the reason that I wanted to step into that, that space too, of sharing my story was because like I just said, I started really like doing things to take care of my like mental, mental and physical health on a, on a higher level when I decided to put myself out there like that. So I think the combination of the two really work together because as much as people don't want to like, don't see the similarities between the two, I think that for a lot of people, including myself, becoming an entrepreneur and starting a business is like the most intensive form of like personal and self-development that you could ever do. Cause it forces you to like, look at yourself from like your customer's point of view and see yourself in a different way and really evaluate, like, am I showing up as the best possible me today? And if not, then why, like, what do I need to change mm-hmm. in order to, to do that and perform better and, and be the better face of the brand? You know, it's so interesting because like when you say that, I think of like, think of yourself as like a 12 year old, 13 year old, like as you start to develop this, this abstract thought, you enter a room and for the, and all of a sudden now you're wondering what everyone is thinking about you in that room. Yeah. Like you go back to like, right. Those early stages, those early days where you're like, all of a sudden, I wonder what they're thinking. And actually you're making up what, what they're thinking in your mind, even though they're not thinking anything. But now here we are showing up you know, 20, 30 years later and dealing with the same thing. You're right. As an entrepreneur, you start to put yourself, now you're putting yourself into different rooms and we're dealing with that same feeling that you first felt in puberty where you're like, shoot, what are they thinking about me? And I think what you're, what, yeah, what I'm feeling that you're, that you're laying down is the difference is now we, we get to choose to go and do that inner work to show up not to become somebody we want them to think us to see us as, but to simply show up as our true authentic self. And when we do that, that's the most empowering thing that we can do. And then we enter a room and people know who we are. And then you can sell any product in any service because it's so clear if you're an authentic Mm. person or business owner or whatever people, people pick up on that. So 
I, what is that? Why do you think that people pick up on inauthenticity? It's just so easy to read. It is just so easy to read. I cannot tell you the number of like Instagram posts I see every day that are just like the status quo, like what everyone thinks they need to be doing on Instagram, like robotic. And it's like, that is not, that's, you might honestly, you might get somebody to buy from you one time because they're like, oh, this is like very professional and this looks exactly like it should. But it's going to be really hard to keep that, that person around because- after a minute, it's like, I'm not getting any from anything from this. Cause I'm not connecting with that person. I don't even know what they're trying to, to sell me. Yeah. Reading out of a book. It's yeah. Well, and this is what's so fascinating because you're dealing with people who are mostly they're selling products, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not necessarily, they're not selling themselves as the personal brand. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're seeing their encouragement is to show up yeah. and say, hi, I'm the person selling this product. Yeah. Right. And the difference between that and the other, that was life-changing for you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you start to show up like that Mm -hmm. with that awareness and that authenticity. How does that, how does that change things? Yeah, it really changed things. So I started putting, like I said, putting my face, putting a face to the brand, telling my story, Mm -hmm. connecting with people. I used to, I used to go out and do like farmer's markets and pop-ups and trade shows. And I would stand out there for like eight hours a day, multiple days a week, handing out uh, coupon codes and samples and, and being out there and putting myself out there. Like, again, to be asked questions that before, if I didn't know the answer, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm the worst business owner ever. I don't even know everything about this. Yeah. And I would be like, you know what? That's a great, that's a great question. Let me get back to you. What's your email? So yeah. So it changed it. It, it. You know, it changed to obviously a massive jump in revenue. I was at that point, I was like taking on more than I could handle as a, a solopreneur, um, which was a good thing because we were growing extremely quick. Um, again, I just continued to change with that, got way more confident. I think that's the big thing. Um, is that when I started seeing like the sales coming in and seeing like pay off to my hard work, I'm like, wow, maybe I'm a lot better at this than I really gave myself credit for. And so then that's when I started slowly teaching people like little parts of the business. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm actually really good at all of the parts of this business. Why don't I start somebody from the beginning and walk them through every step they need to do to get from like idea to revenue producing business? Yeah. It's so cool because what you're, even what I just heard, you've got this story within a story within a story, which is relevant for everybody. That's what goes on. But like when you're starting CBD and you really get into that, the, the key was as I started showing up and sharing my story of like why this mattered for me, now all of a sudden you're being vulnerable, you're putting yourself out there, but you become the thing that people are attracted to that you become the thing that they're attached to the reason they buy because you've, Oh, your story is their story. Mm -hmm. But, and then that leads to, well, now I'm doing this bigger thing, this consultancy thing. And and this like seeing, Oh, wow, I could teach others. And as you lean into that, now your story is actually, it's not about necessarily needing CBD to help you through your anxiety, but it's about, how you shifted, how you saw a need in your life and you, you made a choice Mm -hmm. and then developed a thing. And now you're helping people do the same thing. Like just how that story shifts is so fascinating. And and it's, it's almost like it just keeps growing. And I'm, I assume it's still growing. It's still going to grow for you. And this even now will become one small element of your great big story in 20 years. Yeah. I love that. That's, I think that's pretty accurate. I think it changes a little bit every day, honestly. And I like super hung up on the idea of like, I need to know I'm a, I'm an over planner. Like I have my life planned out like to the hour and I think that's honestly an anxiety thing that it helps me like structurally understand like, okay, this is what your day is going to look like and I can mentally prepare for it. But I used to get really, really hung up on like how I know I want to be really successful, but how am I going to get there? Like, what are the exact steps that I have to do? And I am like very detached from how I'm going to get there because I am so sure of the outcome. So I know exactly what, I'm going to end up as, and like, 
I know, I know how successful I want to be. I know what kind of life I live. I know what freedom I want. I know the people I want to be around. And I trust in myself enough to know now that like, I'll get there. I just kind of have to like go with the flow a little bit more than I can. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, the thing that you just described is what so many of us desire to get to that place of confidence and clarity. Um, where you can say, I'm actually letting go of some of the expectations that I had before that were actually crippling me. I thought that they were really holding me up, but at some points it was holding me back. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm letting go of some of that, some of that, that detail, those, those, that really structured approach. I'm learning to let go because the trust in myself is growing and my bias Alex's bias is to say that's because you see your story more clearly. Yeah. And you see how you have grown and come through this in the past. So of course, if you keep on this path, yeah, it's going to go where you want. Right. But I think one thing that people get that confused with a lot is like, okay, well, I'm just going to like, you know, maybe wait up right. work one hour a day and then it'll just, it'll just happen for me. Right. Cause I can picture it and I can see it and I can manifest it. And while there is an element to that, and, and some truth to that, there is, you have, you have to work, like you have to hustle, you have to have a strategy. Don't get me wrong. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm working a ton right now, but I know that it's for a greater vision of me only having to work two, three hours a day in a few years. Yeah. So don't get that mixed up where you're like, I'm manifesting things or I, I see my future and I can, I can envision it perfectly. Like, yes. Yeah. that but combine it with hard work and hustle it's it's freedom not necessarily ease right i mean it's it's you feel right now again i'm making my own schedule i'm making my own choices i'm choosing the direction of this thing i own this but it's not like relaxed yeah. by any means yeah. and so and that's the thing i i think where you help people the most is those that are in this place of feeling just like right yours is a story of going from like i have high expectations i had high standards i had i had this really big vision for my life and it just wasn't there i didn't i could not seem to grab onto it to hold on to anything and then i made a choice to go all in on this company and i mean there was steps to going all in there was the money step there was the investment but then there was the the that vulnerability step of truly going all in and putting myself in front of this. And as that happened, well, now here I am showing up with more understanding, more clarity than ever, um, truly feeling empowered in my own business so that I can empower others. So, right. So now you've got this transformation of going from feeling what trapped, stuck, lost, purposeless. Yes. I'll or not purposeless, you know that there's a purpose, you just don't know where it is, you can't find it. And it feels so weak and so difficult and so stressful to now showing up. And yeah, you're working a ton, but you're choosing to and you're feeling more empowered than ever in your own business. Mm -hmm. So of course, anybody that's out there now feeling in this other place, feeling stuck, feeling lost, feeling where do I go from here? I don't want to do another job. I can't I can't, I don't even know if I can do it. I don't know if I have that in me. So I just keep distracting myself. If you're in that place, and of course you want to feel this level of empowerment, well then Kelsey's the way to get there, right? <laughs> well, at least taking pieces of this story and just like applying it to your life. Cause I know that was something that helped me a lot too when I was trying to kind of get out of that like hole was listening to other people's stories and seeing myself in it and realizing yeah. like, I can, I can do that too. If that person can do it, I can do it. So yeah, if this can give you anything, it's at least just an example or like a reference to like, it's, it's possible. You can, you can do it. I love it so much. It's so what you've brought today is not only a wide open level of vulnerability and, and enjoyment, and I'm just thankful for that. But yeah, as, as you have so eloquently put it so many times. You've just dropped bombs for us here today. Super helpful tips and tricks and ideas and concepts that I think wherever you are along this journey, if you're sitting here and listening and saying, you're kidding, you too? Um, and you're, you're attaching 
yourself in some way to Kelsey's story, well, then this is, um, I'm just so glad that you tuned in today and that you got this, but also I'm so thankful for Kelsey and just, just showing up the way that you did and, and to share this journey with us and to do exactly what you just said to prove to us that though it feels like you are stuck, though it feels like there, there might not be another way forward. You can, there couldn't possibly be a right path for you. Keep going because you don't know what's behind the next door. Absolutely. And that stuck feeling doesn't ever go away, by the way. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll mm. keep getting it time after time again. You just learn to like accept it and realize like it's a sign that like you're doing something better. You're, you know, you're progressing forward, but that doesn't ever go away. It never gets like easier. It's just more manageable. <laughs> well, that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, this is what I love, right? That you're just like, this is the truth. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Why would we sugarcoat this? And that's exactly yeah. it. It's, it's, you still feel stuck, but you just have to recognize that you're stuck, you know, whether it's further up the mountain, mm -hmm. you're still stuck, but you're not where you were. Yeah. At least you're not, you're not stuck where you were. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, Okay. Any last, uh, any last thoughts kind of around, you know, your story and how this translates or, or helping people, you know, tell their story behind their business as they go forward. Honestly, no, thank you so much. You like, I loved this podcast because you helped me pull out like the little pieces that I didn't necessarily see. So, like I said, I don't consider myself to be like the greatest storyteller because I get really excited and I skip a bunch of things. Um, <laughs> so you helped me kind of like slow down and pull these pieces out and see like, the bigger picture and even just like the piece about empower empowerment and really empowering people. I love that. I guess I never really looked at it that way. And that's cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, that is such a, I'm going to receive that. Thank you. Cause that's, that's exactly what really this good. is supposed to be is as much for, um, for people to learn how this works is to hear your story and see your process through this as well. So, um, fantastic. Okay. So people are going to want to find you, reach out to you sure. and connect with you. Let, let you know that, that your story stuck with them. So where, what's the best way for them to find you and start a conversation? So, um, my personal Instagram account is at Kelsey.airs and airs is E Y E R S. And then you can follow my business account at the dot B O S S B O X X. And at the, uh, I'm sorry, at degree in CPG, that's D-E-G-R-E-E-I-N-C-P-G. And yeah, you could follow Sweat CBD if you want as well, but I actually um, haven't said this on a podcast or really anything, but I actually just sold the business. So um, yeah, so I mean, I would, I think you should definitely still follow at Sweat CBD, but you might not see my face on there as much anymore. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> So good. How's how's that feel to just say that right yeah, now? Yeah, it's really cool. I'm I'm really excited. It's kind of like releasing something to make a little space for like what's next. Cause mm. not yeah. I'm I'm ready, ready to see what what comes of it. Ooh, I love that. That's everything that we just talked about for the last 45 minutes. You just see right there in your face and hear it in your voice, this level of trust. Yeah. Is so tangible right there. Um ooh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Kelsey, thank you so much for this. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.